2: With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag. Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Today on the ZabeCast, it was a big day for unhappy players in the NFL possibly wanting to leave their teams. Aaron Rodgers was on Kenny Mayne, also on social media from Hawaii. Julio Jones told Shannon Sharp, live on the air, he's out of Atlanta. And yeah, Deshaun Watson is still unhappy. Bryson versus Brooks, bare-knuckle Mexican politics, and the Tinder app now says, dude, are you sure? Your bonus 30-minute uncensored version of me is locked and loaded. So buckle up, man. Let's go. Here
1: we go. Tuesday, May 25,
2: 2021. Thank you for downloading. I am watching the seconds bleed out in Milwaukee tonight as the Bucks put a whoopin'. On the Miami Heat in Game 2 to lead that series now. Two games to none. 132-98 to to your final. It was chippy. It was dirty. And it was an early ass-whooping from the Bucs. Raining three-pointers down. Middleton, Forbes, and others. And the dirtiest thing of the night was Trevor Ariza. With an intentional foul on Giannis on a breakaway. Didn't work. He still scored the layup. Grabbed him by the waist. Went down on top of him. Everything is fine at that point. But then, for some reason, Ariza decides to do a push-up on Giannis's nuts. One hand on his chest. Other hand clearly on his junk. And does a firm push-up to then go stand up. And to Giannis's credit, he did not flinch. He did not overreact. He just looked at him like, dude, what's wrong with you? I love that about Giannis, that sort of mental calm and focus to know not to get bent out of shape. 99 out of 100 players in the NBA would have gone nuts at that. Not Giannis. He's like, I'm not falling for that. What is that bullshit? And there was plenty of other examples in the game. Uh, Dragic was chippy. The whole thing was chippy and bad. And, of course, they spent a million minutes looking at replay to try to sort things out. Don't get me started on that. But Bucks are up two games to none. More on this game on 97-3, the game out of Milwaukee with myself, Josh, and Gitter. Gitter is back from his extra day off. We hope he's rested and ready. I was uh, tired yesterday after I was done with the show. I did take a big, hard power-down nap. I was so tired. Uh, It was one of those things where you're suddenly just like, I can barely keep my eyes open. I'm about to fall asleep right now. Thank God I wasn't driving. So a good monster three-hour nap in the afternoon, and I am back on schedule, ready to go. Hey, yesterday, this podcast did not get distributed as it normally does by the biggest distributor in the network of podcast distributors. That would be Apple Podcasts, and I apologize for that always send an email if you're not getting the podcast or you think something is wrong or there's a mistake in it or who knows what or or if you ever hear me say in an extended dialogue that I love replay and I've been wrong all this time and that I think it's a wonderful addition to sports then you'll know that I've been taking I've been taken captive and I am recording the podcast at gunpoint that's your way to know I'm in dire trouble so let me know. Let the authorities know if you ever hear that because you know that I'm in trouble. But otherwise, just keep me apprised of things that go wrong. And we'll try to give you feedback via Twitter. It's the best place to get feedback from me other than the other channels. I think we, you know, Chris Broussard, the webmaster and marketing genius and the podcast guru, he does send out emails via the uh, mailing list, which, by the way, if you want to be part of, we don't spam you to death on it. We literally just alert you to things ahead of the general public. If it's a golf tournament I'm going to do, if it's something else, it's like, hey, you're on this mailing list, we'll bing, we'll bang you. Otherwise, though, we're not gumming up your inbox because we all have inboxes gummed up by a bunch of mailing lists. Uh, go to zabe.com and, and join the mailing list. You'll get that information there. But as always, if there's ever a, a, a day and you're like, I'm sure there should be a podcast here today, where is it? Go to Zabe.com, Charlie, Zulu Alpha It will be there. It's posted every day with an embedded player on the website. So in case all the other distribution channels fail, it's always going to be there, even though you have to call up the page and then press play. It's not as convenient as having it in your favorite podcast player. All right, Kenny Main had Aaron Rodgers in a taped interview on his final Sports Center which is not even going to be on the air until a half an hour from now, and who knows when after that. I've decided to make the executive decision. I am not going to wait up for that. Even Kenny Mayne himself tweeted that he does not expect Rodgers to actually retire tonight since it's a taped interview. So, don't expect anything big, but we'll see what he says and we'll digest it and pick it apart the next morning. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers did appear in a little social media video taken by somebody singing karaoke in Hawaii with his beautiful bride-to-be, Ms. Shailene Woodley, playing guitar, singing karaoke with Miles Teller, actor Miles Teller and his wife. And they seem to be having a fantastic time, to which most people, including myself, would say, hey, mazel Mozzle, good things. Enjoy. It's life. It's the offseason. But that's uh that's in that's in the abstract to say that. That is without anything else, you know. Let's say Rodgers was coming off of a Super Bowl winning season with a contract that he was happy with, and with no air apparent quarterback waiting in the wings to push him out, and him having last left us with a Thank you, Wisconsin. Thank you, Green Bay. We'll be back to defend next year. If that was the end of the season, and then the next time we saw him was singing karaoke in Hawaii with his soon-to-be bride and Miles Teller, random, and his wife, it's all good. That's not how the season ended. That's not what's been going on. When there is an odd stench emanating from the situation, and Rodgers has been conspicuously quiet and totally absent and unwilling to speak even to friendly landing spots like Mike Tirico at the Derby, I got to tell you, these videos of him playing guitar, singing karaoke, living his best life in Hawaii are actually a bad look. It's a bad look. He doesn't know anybody anything, you know? These fans got to be more realistic. Slow down. All of that is true in the abstract. But here's another truth that people have to reckon with. Fans make these guys millionaires. They make them stars. They pay the money. They buy the tickets. They watch the TV broadcast with all the beer and truck ads. And so, therefore, fans want their star athletes and their favorite players to have some degree of professional investment in the endeavor of playing the sport that they play in and trying as hard as they can to make the team better and to win a championship it's just a business you can't say you can say that it can be true it isn't a good look it doesn't resonate with sports fans to hear that Am I saying that he can't go to Hawaii just because he hasn't talked, just because there's rumors of his unhappiness? No, I'm not saying he can't. I'm not even saying that he was wrong to let that video get out. All I'm saying is it's a bad look. It's not a good look because it makes him look like, huh, what do I care? I'm out here, look at my fabulous life. Oh, you're nervous about if I'm going to come back? Ooh, wow, sucks to be you. huh? Well, we'll just see. We'll see what happens, whether or not I do or do not come back. I'm still a Rodgers stan. I want to be in the Rodgers business with the Packers until he's 42. I will put up with this stuff to do it. I will go as far as to say, let's trade Jordan Love if they can get something for him even at this late stage, which I know they won't do because that's too much of an in-your-face to Gutekunst and the brain trust. But I would move heaven and earth to keep Aaron Rodgers and his sometimes quirky, passive-aggressive way of doing things. He is that good. And after Rodgers could well be Le Deluge, as Louis XIV once said. Après moi, Le Deluge. I think I think that was King Louis XIV of France. I may be wrong. It's not important. Let's move on. Julio Jones is apparently unhappy in Atlanta. And I don't exactly know why. I think I vaguely know why. I'm not sure I even care, per se. But Julio Jones, who has been highly paid as one of the top wide receivers in the game, has apparently had enough in Atlanta. And they got a new coach, by the way, Arthur Smith. I've already forgotten his name, who apparently is going to address the team in the wake of these comments. Here's how it went down. It was on Shannon and Skip on Fox Sports 1 when Shannon decided to do live call Julio Jones on the air, in which I'm convinced Julio Jones knew he was going to be called and put on the air Because the danger of something coming out for a true cold call between one ex-athlete to a current athlete, too great to pull this stunt on the air, and technically it is against FCC regulations. Not saying I'd ever do that. I'm just saying technically it is. Here was the conversation.
3: We call? Okay, we are calling. We're
1: calling. calling. Hmm. You watching, Julio? I really hope he answers here. Julio, have the guts to pick up the phone. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hide there. Yeah, all right. Julio. Hold on, hold on. Let me put you
2: on there. Can <laughs> you hear me? I got you. This is your favorite uncle. What's going on, bro? <laughs> man, not too much. About to go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look. You want to go to the Cowboys, Julio? Or you want to stay in Atlanta? <laughs> oh, man. No, nah, I'm out of there, man. You He's out, out. He's out of there. Oh, Are you going to. Ideally, where would you like to go? Uh, right now, I'm just. I want to win. Okay. Dallas. We don't go to Dallas. If you go to, you ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. Uh, I, you, already, you already. Man, listen, come on, man. You already know I
1: know. Okay. Can <laughs> <laughs> you, you remind me of on television? Ask right me
2: now. why I wore the Dallas. You know, I, Listen, listen, you know how people is, man, with all that going on with the the picture? Yeah. Yeah. And all that stuff like that. Okay. Man, I ain't never been on that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's good enough. Julio, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, dog. You know I know my nephew was going to pick up. Oh, yeah. Nah, nah, yeah. I I ain't
1: going to Dallas, man. I never thought about going to Dallas. Okay. I appreciate that, bro. Enjoy the rest of your day. Now he might not have any choice. (laughs) And
2: there you go. Welcome to the new NFL, which is going to look a lot like the NBA, where star players just decide, yeah, you know what? I'm out. I want to go somewhere else. And look, if Rodgers can pull it off, why not Julio? If Deshaun Watson can pull it off, why not the next guy? And they all want to win. I just want to win, but I want to go to a big market that can also win, and I want to go to a good quarterback in a big market where I can win, like, right away. Is there any way you could guarantee that I will win and that when we do win with this new team, they'll say, oh, it was all Julio's, you know, it was all because of Julio coming. That's what today's athlete apparently wants. The notion of staying loyal to your team and struggling to lift your franchise to glorious heights, (laughs) Get out of here. The star players who think they have the power, and maybe they do, and they will have the backing of the media. They will have the endorsement. I mean, this is gold for guys like Skip and Shannon to do this. If you're a big enough star athlete in the NFL, you will find willing partners in the media to help agitate to get you out of your current situation. I have to call my buddy. Larry Young, Mr. Atlanta, or perhaps Lawyer Dave to find out what's eating Julio Jones down in Atlanta. Although, I did see where their new coach will address the situation with the team during their organized team activities. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson is not done with wanting out of Houston. Sources say he is still looking to be traded somewhere. Now that his legal problems are sort of simmering down just a bit, it looks like some settlements could be on the way. He probably should have paid what these women wanted earlier, sooner, rather than later, and quieter, even if it would have hurt at the time, because now he's going to end up paying more when it's all said and done. And the window to actually go somewhere is pretty much closed. No team is going to make a big blockbuster move for a quarterback at this stage of the summer. I mean, I don't think so. It'd be highly unprecedented if they did, but there you go. This will continue as long as teams allow players to dictate these terms. Now, I think Rodgers is in a slightly different category because he's not necessarily saying I want to go to a different team, although I guess maybe he is. He hadn't said as much now, but two different approaches. Julio Jones, live on the air, probably knew he was on the air. They did mention that a couple times, saying, no, I'm out of there. But I think, and I I think my Julio translator was working, I think he said it's not on the pitcher, meaning it's not on Matt uh, Matty Ice. He's not mad at Matty Ice. He just wants out of Atlanta for a variety of reasons. Okay, we'll see where it goes from here. Some mop-ups from the PGA Championship, including – a piece of video that is priceless highlighting the Bryson DeChambeau Brooks Kepka feud where Brooks Kepka has zero use for Bryson DeNerdbo and his whole act here was Brooks Kepka about to do a stand up interview taped for the golf channel with Todd Lewis and having to listen to Bryson DeChambeau in the distance just off camera, do his interview with somebody else. Bryson or uh, Brooks Kepka is rolling his eyes while Todd Lewis sets it up and then the following happens, you'll hear some spikes walk past Kepka behind him. It's Deshambo and his caddy. and that's when the interview goes south.
1: Golf course was asking a lot from you today, Brooks. What were you able to do well and put up that nice number?
3: Just ball struck my way around this place. Um, didn't putt well, but I don't think many guys are going to putt well with this wind. It's it's very tough. I don't like I said. I don't know what other guys have said, or I just felt it difficult to read. You know, sometimes, sometimes. Um, <laughs> I, guess, I, lost, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, hearing that bullshit.
1: Wow. All right, just, yeah, we're starting over. <laughs> we're going to
3: enjoy that in the TV compound. I honestly wouldn't even care.
2: I honestly wouldn't even care. They're going to enjoy that in the TV compound. So in other words, somebody caught this wildcat feed that was never meant to be on the air, where <laughs> Brooks Kepka's rolling his eyes, stops mid-sentence, to make sure he says i've got no use for that and then says at the end i don't i don't care he likes the attention of this feud now apparently the link i sent out to my golf buddies via email has already been pulled thankfully i had the tab up on twitter of the video which i'm afraid as soon as i click out of it it'll be gone and i don't know how to download videos off of twitter to keep forever I should have saved somehow the video from earlier this year at the Players' Championship, in which Rory Sabatini, the, the tour's number one hot ass, gets hit into by Jordan Speith, and a hot mic catches Speeth talking about Rory Sabatini's girlfriend. Or I think it was talking about yeah, I forget how what it, it went down. It was one of the tour players talking about the other guy being weird, asking if my girlfriend or wife was going to be there at the tournament and just it was a very awkward conversation that really should have never made made it to the public this is one br- where obviously brooks kipke ka- doesn't care but the tour cares their agents care and i would imagine the suits are like look this is great hashtag content for podcasters like zabe and others it's bad in the long run you may say, I don't care if this gets out. I think Deshambo's a total douchebag. I'll fight him in the parking lot right now with my bad knee if he wants to go. But there's a lot of money wrapped up in these players. There's a lot of endorsement money that could go quickly with one sideways comment, one really sideways comment, not just something like this. So the suits and the money men and the agents and the executives, they're going nip, to nip it in the bud. All right, you want to see if it's still up? I'm going to hit refresh here on my browser, and let's see if it's still up. It's still up, okay. Still on Twitter. We'll see if it gets scrubbed in by the time you listen to this podcast at 4 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. Meanwhile, Phil Mickelson apparently has been fasting for 36 hours at a time once a week. He says it just lets his body reset. I know that intermittent fasting is all the rage these days, and I believe that it's got some real merit to it if you can train yourself to do it. My boy Scott Lynn, who we'll talk to on Wednesday for Thursday's podcast, said he's been doing some intermittent fasting, not 36 hours, but upwards of at least 12 hours to maybe 24 hours every now and then. We'll ask how it's going, but Phil Mickelson has never looked better at his age, and there's a great photo. There are so many great photos from the PGA Championship, in which uh, there's a photo of Phil Mickelson standing sort of astride his golf ball, spread-legged, his hand, one hand on his right hip, the other hand tucked with his thumb in his belt, his alligator skin belt that probably cost $500 or something ridiculous, mirrored sunglasses on, head looking to the side. Chin up majestically with a crowd around him and cameras right on him with the ball, of course, not in the fairway, because that's not Phil's brand, but his ball in a sandy patch up in the rough with the wire grass and everything else. And he's just surveying his next shot. The lighting is perfect. The pose is perfect. You couldn't have posed it or staged it any better. It is a hang it in a museum picture of perfection, if you're a Phil fan. If you don't like Phil, well then, yeah, you're probably not going to care about the photo. One other thing from the PGA Championship, Vern Lundquist, yet again, he does very little these days except for the PGA Championship. He's basically retired, but he's so good. And Uncle Vern is always right there whenever big things happen, be it in golf or in football. And here he was, yet again, calling the early action on the front nine when Phil Mickelson holed out from the bunker in maybe the highlight moment of the tournament. It was once again Uncle Vern on the call. There is something crazy, spooky, amazing about that, that he is always there at the big moments. We're talking the Tiger Woods chip-in at Augusta on 16 in your life. We're talking about maybe, yes, sir, for Nicholas in 86. We're talking about the kick six in college football, Auburn versus Alabama. It's just time and time again, and he nails it when it comes to just all these big moments. Man, it's too bad Vern is not doing more stuff, but I understand he's getting up there in age, and he's scaling it back.
1: Well, well. Oh, my gracious.
2: Just simple and perfect from Uncle Vernon. Of course, Mickelson, being the people's champ, gave the ball to a little kid uh, as he walked off the green. A lot to untangle still from the PGA Championship, and I figured, why don't I call my boy, John Gould, the executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, who was on site at Kiowa. Johnny Boy, good evening, my friend. How are you?
3: I'm well, thank you.
2: Good. When would you get back?
3: I just went down quickly. went down Wednesday, came back Friday.
2: Okay, very good. So you got to see at least two days of competition.
3: Uh, really just one, just only okay. Thursday. Okay,
2: yeah. very good. Wow. <laughs> wow. Good for you guys, by the way. I'm happy for you and your organization. PG of America yeah. deserves it. This move to May is one of it's... the biggest scheduling home runs in the entire my entire career covering sports. This is a hell of a move to get out of August. Agree?
3: Uh, absolutely. Cause, uh, last time it was there in 2012, that was, you, you couldn't, you couldn't make the course fast and firm cause you had to water it so much. And, uh, you know, it's eliminated probably some of the Northern courses, but it has brought in a lot of Southern courses that have not been in rotation that are fabulous. And yeah, it really worked out well. It was perfect weather there. <clears throat> uh, better yet. You, know, this it,
2: week. You, you guys are just in a nice, nice spot on the calendar in sports. C-
3: correct. You know, yep.
2: it's like you could say, well, August is empty because nothing's going on. But it's also people are on vacation. It's yep. the lull before the NFL storm. There's definitely not as much media interest. And now you're in a prime spot in May. And we get the nice sequencing of Masters, PGA, U.S. Open, and then the the Open Championship.
3: Correct. Yep. And you don't have to mess with the Olympics every four years either. So, yeah, I think that, yeah. that really came out uh, nicely, you know.
2: With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, this series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag. Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, we got a lot to talk about with the setup, but let's start at the end and with the crowd (laughs) storming the 18th fairway, reminiscent of old school British Opens where the fans would just stream out and they'd have to plow their way through. What happened and did it catch guys by surprise that were organizing?
3: Oh, no question. It was a surprise. And and I think, you know, obviously part of it was Phil, that the crowd was so pro-Phil. And I really think the crowd helped Phil all week, but, um, you know, and uh, what, you know, it's just one of those, you know, a leak becomes, uh, you know, a storm where a few people, yeah, a few people go go under the rope because they want to follow behind and people see him doing it and they just follow. There's just, you know, if you think about it, you count on that rope keeping people back for every <laughs> golf tournament. But if anyone ever did that, there's no way to stop. Yeah. You just don't have enough people. Yeah, it's just uh, a rope, you know?
2: that's all. And, right, and, and, right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the times it's happened here in the States. It happened with Tiger at Eastlake for the Tour Championship prior to him winning the Masters, right? Yeah, yeah. It happened with Tiger at the Old Western Open one year when he was very young, second or third year, I want to say. And yeah, other than that, it just doesn't happen. I mean, they're not coming out of the of the weeds to do this for Brooks Kepka. They're just no. not
3: correct. yeah it was a the man of the people, you know and and uh, they wanted to be experience it, you know and then and I mean, it's hard to blame them, but it was a uh, i think a from a uh, uh, you know running a tournament type of thing. It was a little bit of a disaster. obviously, Brooks wasn't happy with. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting beat around and Phil was a little worried, but, you know, thought it was great, but, you know, I'm sure he didn't want it to happen. It just kind of happened. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you got marshals on the ground there that are volunteers and probably local club members, you know, they don't, they don't have any authority to, you know, to, you know, keep a big flood of people back. It's, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it was, you know, well, you know, it was kind of cool, but I'm, I don't think anybody wanted it. And nobody was planning it for certain.
2: Yeah, well, it, it was a great moment, great to see. The capacity, I thought, or I heard was 10,000, which is under what you guys typically sell for the event?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know what we, you know, it depends on the site. And and, and to be honest, it really helped uh, to only be 10,000 at Kiwa because the logistics have always been a problem because it's on an island, right? yeah. Uh, you know, the, the shuttle for 10,000 people I was looking at, I, I, I had to take the shuttle. Everybody took the shuttle except for people who were staying on the island. And um, they had to have over 200 buses, uh, you know, running constantly because the, the buses yeah. only fit about 50. And that's if it's completely full. And you're going to, it was probably a 40-minute shuttle ride uh, from the one place that they had parking at this, in this, uh, field by, uh, by a supermarket. So, you know, logistically, it's always been tough to have an event there because you got to cross the bridge. And last time it was there, it was a big disaster, like two and three hour bus commutes and, and, you know, long lines. Now they they did a good job. There was no lines really waiting for the buses, but you know, part of that was 10,000, you know, that was kind of a, a nice thing for this event. Uh, and, and also walking around the, the course you know especially the back nine there's sand paths that are you know maybe three or four feet wide and you know a little bit of you know climbing dunes but if you're going against the flow which i did trying to get to one of our professionals locally made mm-hmm. it and i was uh, i had watched him on the front nine let him get ahead of the back nine and was trying to walk down the back the back but of course the groups were with uh, Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy were coming the other way. So I mean, I was like a salmon swimming upstream, you know, trying <laughs> to get by them. And it's you know three feet, four feet of pass. So uh, you know, it's that course is just not built for having a lot of people on it, uh, in in the other logistics I was right. talking about. But it was still tremendous. Yeah, and, it really. And, it's great you
2: know. to have it back in the rotation now. Are you guys going back there in the future for the it's, PGA? It's
3: not on there, but I would guess that they're going back there. You know, to. Uh, it's you not have on the current to. schedule. Yeah. yeah.
2: So when yeah. is the next, next open date?
3: 2030. Next opening is 2030, which okay. is where Southern Hills was. And, and since it got moved up to next year, now 2030 has got a vacancy.
2: Yeah, you guys go into Southern Hills next year. Everyone raves about it. I'll just say, as a guy who's yeah. never been on TV, I find it meh minus. I can't think of one hole visually in my mind, but at least it's going to be in May, not in August, where maybe the exactly. temperatures in Tulsa won't be the surface of the sun.
3: Correct. When Retief Goosen won there, I think it was one o something. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to being there in May next year instead of uh, instead of on a on an August day. So yeah. that's for sure.
2: So the course held up I bet just as you guys would have wanted thankfully the weather didn't get too extreme where it didn't become a complete joke the only sort of small little quibble would be you wanted to see the wind coming at them down the stretch on Sunday not with them.
3: right yeah you're right it's you know switched on Sunday and there's really no way to obviously control that but um I I thought you know Kerry Haig is our tournament uh director um senior director of tournaments or championships and you know he's he's known as one of the best setup guys he's known as the best setup guy in the industry and so much so that he does the olympics you know the four uh you know golf organizations got together to decide how we're going to do the olympics and they said we're going to have carry do it you know so that tells you something and it's always fair you know he, he doesn't play every tee all the way back all the time uh, you know, the whole locations are, are set up nice and he knows they have, I must have good weather people. Cause he obviously knew when <laughs> uh, the weather was, the wind was going to switch and, you know, can set up the, the course accordingly. Uh, yeah. It certainly would have been more of a challenge with Phil with a two stroke lead playing 17 and 18 into the wind as opposed to downwind. Uh, but you know, it was still dramatic and, and, you know, the way that course is set up where it's almost, you know, you got one through, Four or one direction, and then basically six through 13 or back one the, the next direction, and then you come back the same direction on 14 through 18. So, right. you know, you, you play, uh you're going to have nine holes into the wind and nine holes, you know, with it. So it just, you know, depends on which way the wind's blowing. And that was not the prevailing wind, that Sunday wind, um, just the way it, way it happened.
2: Yeah, it was billed as the longest championship in major history, but the actual tees every day move up and back. Did, is there a place the us uh, super nerds can go and look at the actual setup numbers down to the yard for each and every day and do the math?
3: Yes. I think the scoring app on pjchampionship.com or the PJ app has the the, the yardages. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you can see the hole by hole if you wanted to see Phil's hole by hole for all four rounds, but it would also have the yardages on the top.
2: Okay. Um and so yeah. when it was all said and done after Carrie Haig's setup. Did it come out as the longest championship in major history?
3: Uh, I didn't check. You okay, <laughs> know, I would think Aaron Hills would have a would have a uh, good run in it, um, and they ate that course up. You know, yeah, at least Brooks did. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think they could have got to what seventy eight hundred or something like that. But um, you know, I, I think I think it was plenty long enough. You know, and what was yeah. great, what I thought was great about the setup. Every hole you could make bogey and every hole you could make birdie. You know, there weren't any holes like U.S. Open set up where nobody makes birdie all day. And there's, you know, 17 others. Um, you know, there was a lot of holes where people made bogeys and a lot of holes where people make birdies. You know, so um, it was kind of fair. You know, it was it was a tough but fair. And it yeah. never got out of control, which, was, which is really what is, you want.
2: Is the Ryder Cup scheduled to go back there?
3: No, it's not on the schedule. Why not? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, September would probably be similar to may, I would think in terms of wind and temperature, uh, you know, it's, it's generally, uh, the way, uh, the PGA packages, that stuff is you, you, uh, you host a PGA championship before you host a Ryder cup and it's kind of a combo platter. Um, uh, but, um, you know, and once again, that's scheduled out till, Yeah. I think, that, you know, the congressional one's 2036. That might be the last one. Uh, the <laughs> it's way counters. out
2: into the future. Yeah, yeah. correct. Well, let's yep. see, 91 war by the shore. I'm trying to think if we're not on the ones anymore. Well, actually, we are because of the pandemic. So correct. so yeah, we so could... it's actually
3: 37 we, for, uh, for uh, congressional now. It was 36 before the pandemic. 39
2: yep. would be Europe, and then 41... Yep.
3: <laughs> okay, it's 20 bro, years
2: from now. Bro, fiftieth anniversary. It has to happen. Oh okay? I like it. Talk to your bosses. Let's make that happen. Okay. Ryder yep. Cup back there. Speaking of the Ryder Cup, uh, this fall at Whistling Straits, I'll be up there as part of my deal with uh my Milwaukee station. Yep. And you guys have said you're you're hoping and anticipating for a full fan experience. What does that mean?
3: Uh, I think that means exactly what it sounds like that we're going to, you know, the the problem is you can't say anything. you got to wait for the state to, to, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, endorse everything. But I think what that means is they're hoping to have not only people, their full uh, allotment of tickets, but hospitality. That's one thing at at this PGA. There, There was some hospitality. It was all open air. So you know, we'd have a tent with uh with half uh, the the wall uh, right. No air open. conditioning, yeah. No air conditioning, uh, which they you know turned out to be okay. It wasn't a problem, but um, you know, a lot of uh, hospitality is you know closed in, air conditioning, TVs, all that stuff, and they didn't weren't able to do any of that stuff. And I think that's probably what they're talking about with the with the Ryder Cup is being able to do all the hospitality they want, all the people they want. You know, uh, being able to dine, uh, even even in the you know normal pay tents, being able to have people dine together, not you know worrying about how far apart they are, that type right. of thing. Right. So it's it's just one of those things you can't. That's what they want, and that's what they think they're going to have based on the direction we're going. But you can't say anything until the state yeah. uh, signs off on everything.
2: I've uh, played it a number of times. It's incredible. Uh, I think it's going to be an v- incredible Ryder Cup venue. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. And now the question is. Do we have to find a spot for Phil at this point?
3: It sounds like they do, because <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching, you know, the, the the news stories, and and you know, what was neat was Stricker was there. Actually, both uh, captains uh, played and made the cut, which was awesome. But uh, you know, Stricker and, and some of the guys that have been captains in the past are apparently texting back and forth, and you know, obviously, you got to watch his form, right? Because he can easily, as we've seen. Go completely the oh, other yeah. direction and be 150th in the world again. But right. um, you got to believe if he's if he stays in it, and it's almost all captains picks this year. I think it's six uh, uh, earned spots and six captains picks. If I'm not mistaken, maybe it's eight and four, but I think it's six and six because of the crazy years. Right. Um, and uh, so, so you got a yeah. lot of
2: room there. I just think got of got it this of way: yep. you don't have to play him, but maybe right. one match and then single. Great in the room. He'd great be great in the, in the room. The guys respect him. And I think for a for a whole lot of reasons, it makes a lot of sense. Hell, if the Europeans can have Yarmo Sandalin on their team, <laughs> of course it ended badly for them at Brookline yeah. in ninety nine. Then certainly we could put Phil Mickelson on there, even if he's not in his peak form at fifty years old. Hell, Fred Funk, didn't he make the team at fifty after uh, won the players' he championship?
3: Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, if you want a guy to hit 366-yard drives, I mean, that's your guy.
2: Seeds. Hitting some hellacious seeds. Well, congratulations on a great event. Uh, We're going to reconvene for the Capital Golf Gang before the week is out as we head into the summer. And uh, glad you're back in one piece. What what an event it was and uh, looking for many more to come in the future. Thank you, Johnny.
3: Yep. Always great to be with you. All right. There you go.
0: At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan.
2: Big Cat, Barstool Sports, had it perfect. I wish I had noticed the details in this, but he explained why LeBron James's flop that I talked about yesterday was next level in terms of LeBron's own narcissism. But only to be upstaged by LeBron. If you notice, so LeBron goes down after a guy who's like a foot smaller than him boxes him out, and LeBron's basically dead on the ground, sniper shot from the ceiling. A pretty much dislocated shoulder. Right. So he's got all the eyes on him. And then a funny thing happens. My man campaign decides, you know what? I'm going to step up for my teammates. A little scuffle, a little brouhaha happens around like the elbow three-point area. Right? LeBron looks up and he sees, oh no, all the attention is off of me. So the scuffle happens. LeBron gets up. He walks over to where the scuffle happened, and then he collapses again at that exact spot so that everyone then looks at LeBron and his pretty much broken shoulder. Uh-huh. But only- That is perfect. I didn't even notice that, the, that he had done just that. Now, here's the only question I have. Does LeBron, in the privacy of the locker room when no one's around or with his teammates on the bus, does he joke with him like, ah, did you see what I did last night? Or, oh, wait until next time, I'm going to do this. Is it a running joke that LeBron admits to with his teammates? Or is it literally like, okay, don't talk to LeBron about that. But that was sort of like, he was really acting on that one. Did, did he, he really played that up? Shh, he's coming in. Don't talk about it. What do you think? Does LeBron laugh about this privately and know that he is completely overselling his injuries to get calls and to influence the referees, or is it an awkward thing where the rest of his teammates are like, yeah, that that was sort of weird. That was a bit much, to say the least. I don't know how politics works in small towns in Mexico, but I kind of like it. Headline, Mexicans put noose around mayoral candidates' neck over failed promises. Angry locals in an impoverished Mexican town were caught on video putting a noose around a mayoral candidate's neck because he didn't keep his past campaign promises. Juan Camacho Velasco, a former rep for the southern state of Chiapas, was suddenly ambushed in the town of Los Llanos and held hostage for about eight hours by fed-up members of the indigenous Tatzil tribe, part of the ancient Mayan Descendants, They were furious because they said he failed to make good on his promises to provide them with better schools and clean drinking water. Uh, some of the politicians' attackers spewed expletives while one ripped his eyeglasses off his face and others forced him to walk barefoot to a tree with a rope noose hanging from it. Bring me a skirt, we're going to take his trousers off, a man shouted along the way. The crowd was reportedly demanding a 300,000 Mexican peso ransom, or about 15 grand from Camacho, in exchange for letting him live. The news was put briefly around the neck of a nervous-looking Camacho before he assured them he had the money and was let go. <laughs> he is now running for mayor of the nearby town of San Cristobal, De las Casas which is the famous birthplace of the 1994 uprising of the subcommandante Marcos and his Zapista National Liberation Army in the fight for indigenous rights. Wow. Just to see this politician, he's hes there, he's got a nice white shirt on it, he's got a logo, and he's kind of like, uh, he, who does he remind me of? He reminds me of someone famous in sports. I'm trying to think who it is. And <laughs> there's fucking news around his neck. <laughs> So I'm running, uh, can I count on your votes? Remind me to bring this up to Solly, since he has dabbled in politics, local politics, to see how he feels about it. Headline, SNL ratings hit record low as Little Nas X performs Satanic Song on season finale of the 46th year of the venerable late night, supposedly comedy show, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Featured host Anna Taylor-Joy had a series of tearful goodbyes from longtime cast members Kate McKinnon, Cicely Strong, Ada Bryant, Pete Davidson that left a lot of people wondering if they were leaving the show for good. Should have gotten a big pop given the fact that old Kendrick Lamar, or no, I'm sorry, Little Nas X, better known as Montero Lamar Hill, had been marketing his single with heavy demonic imagery. It created the shock value that he wanted to sell some records. I don't think the song is any good, but whatever. I'm not the target market. You'd think that would provide some ratings boost, but nah. It was down from its already low numbers it had all season long to even lower, the lowest of the year. Um, The only time it had a little bit of bump in ratings was when they had um, uh, SpaceX's, uh, what's his name? Elon Musk on the show. Otherwise, it's just tanking. Now, everyone who is not a rabid left-wing Democrat who just loves to stick it to the Republicans, stick it to conservatives, knows that SNL hasn't been funny for a long time because of the overt one-sided politics, because of the woke culture in which you can't make fun of anybody. But you'd think at some point, as the ratings continue to go down and down and down, that they'd try something different, right? They'd say, you know, we kind of still want this show to be around, so maybe do the opposite, perhaps. Dateline WNBA: Connecticut Sun coach Kurt Miller was fined ten grand and suspended one game by the WNBA for comments made about Las Vegas Aces center Liz Cambridge, Cambridge, Cambridge. And her weight. Cambridge took to Instagram to address the incident after the game. Miller was arguing a call with an official and referred to her as being 300 pounds. The three-time All-Star and two-time All-WNBA selection took issue with a comment and specifically noted she's only 6'8", 235. She said, if there's one thing about me, it's I'll never let a man disrespect me. Ever. 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 She said, I'm very proud of being a big woman, so don't ever try to disrespect me or another woman in the league. You're so lucky. You try to disrespect women like that from the sideline, you're so lucky it was during a game. Oh, what, were you going to go beat up the coach? (laughs) She's only 235. She's big. She is, and she's apparently pretty good. But can you eyeball a woman who's 235? Versus 300, was it wrong to say 300? If he had said she's 299, would that have been okay? What if he said she's 250? What if the coach said, hey, come on, that's an offensive foul. Look at her. She's a tank out there. Is that disrespectful? My God. The WNBA. There you go. Kevin Spacey's making a comeback, kids. You thought he was going to jail, didn't you? No, you didn't. He's a celebrity with money. They don't go to jail ever. Kevin Spacey is set to make a movie comeback playing, wait for it, a detective, wait, probing an artist who is wrongly accused of being a pedophile. Wow. The 61-year-old actor's career was uh, derailed and perhaps ruined or ended after a string of sexual misconduct allegations were made against him by men, one of whom claimed he was targeted when he was 14 years old. You would think that would be enough in today's Me Too culture to be fatal, but apparently not. So now he's making a comeback in an Italian movie called Luomo che disegno Dio, The Man Who Drew God. In other words... Yes, he's going to play a detective false who uh, uh, probes an artist who is wrongly accused of being a pedophile. That is a boss move. That is a lean into it, big middle finger comeback move by Kevin Spacey. Weird headline body of missing man found inside dinosaur statue in Barcelona. What? Officials there found the lifeless body of a 40-year-old man who had been reporting missing who had been reported missing some hours earlier by his family hidden inside a leg of a decorative giant paper mache statue of a dinosaur in Barcelona. The statue is really big, it's a big paper mache thing. I don't know how they made it that big, but still he was inside the leg of it. And I guess he was only there for a few hours, but it looked like a warm, sunny day. So if he's dead, he must have been smelling pretty bad. Hey, Phil, check your dinosaur. That's a deep cut inside joke for you, true one percenters. And I'll just leave it at that. And why don't we end on this? Tinder is now launching a new feature that asks men, are you sure before they say something stupid on the quick dating app. Oh, Tinder. What are you doing? They say that they want to use artificial intelligence to detect harmful language or harassment and to proactively send messages to intervene, intervene with men who might say something that can be deemed offensive, abusive, or otherwise to women on the platform. I get it from a marketing standpoint. Tinder can't afford to have the perception be hopelessly that, well, uh, the only guys on Tinder are complete assholes who are going to say shit and send dick pics and everything else. That said, don't you want men to show their true colors? Don't you want them to be able to do... Then you, as the user, if you're a woman, can go, okay now, I'm just going to keep on moving on. I'm going to swipe left on it. Swipe left. Which which is good. Left or right? I have no idea sure you don't Waldo. are you sure you want to say that yeah i want to say that tinder what what why are you restricting my shit man that's my game this is how i get the women to like me this is my move you think i'm crazy you think i'm being abusive i know what i'm doing it's worked for me so far in life tinder back off oh oh has it worked because you're on Tinder right now, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not working so good. Strange world we're living in, to say the least. That is going to be a wrap for today. Thank you once again for downloading and for finding me when these rare occasions come up when you're like, hey, what happened to the podcast? Send me an email, save at yahoo.com. Tweet me at Zabe on Twitter. Make sure to check out Zabe.com. You'll always be able to get the podcast there in case it is missing from its usual channels. Thanks again for downloading. Have yourself a great Tuesday, everybody, and we will see you next time. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team, you know they're gonna come back, but suddenly the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. Grandparents.